0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the ISEC in Sri Lanka podcast, um, which deals with the theme uh, through the eyes of a trendsetter. Uh, This is our third episode, and um, it's uh, looking great so far. And um, today, um, I'll be your host, uh, as usual. I'm Arfan, the current uh, member committee vice president for Incoming Global Talent. And today, we actually have a very special theme, and uh, we're going to be talking about a very interesting topic, uh, which will be translating the vision into reality, so we hope to uh, learn and discover on how we can translate a vision, a dream into reality and make it come true. And for that, I'm very happy and proud uh, uh, to have an amazing guest speaker on board uh, to speak with you guys. Uh, he is none other than Mr. Dulinda Peria, who is the Chief Executive Officer, Founder of ICON, uh, the Executive Director of Ceylon Robotics and Technology Corporation, Managing Director of Green Technology Private Limited, and he's also a lecturer at Wisdom uh, Business Academy, Mr. Dulinda, it's a very um, nice feeling, and it's, it feels it's extremely amazing to have you here uh, with us today. And I'm really looking forward to having a, a very nice uh, podcast with you. Welcome aboard.
1: Thank you so much for the generous introduction, and yes, likewise, looking forward for an amazing discussion.
0: Amazing, amazing. All right. So, um, going on with the first question, um, it is if we can go back in time, um, and if we can meet. Um, Uh, if you get the chance to meet Dulinda as a child, uh, so, you know, the childhood uh, Dulinda, what was he like, uh, and how did he become the person he used to Because I'm pretty sure a lot of people uh, want to know about what kind of steps did the little Dulinda take uh, to come to this place that you are right now?
1: Um, All right, pretty interesting question. Um, Little Dulinda was a very notorious kid. Um, I think one of... (laughs) The uh, most troublesome kids. Um, that was in college back in the day. If you if you happen to wander off into any of the teachers who used to teach me, uh, he was always also a studious chap. I think probably the only reason as to why he, he was not sacked from college. Um, but uh, yeah, I had a pretty interesting childhood. I mean, um, I had the I believe the excellent balance between between study and uh, you know, creating hell uh, back in class. Um, but, uh, yeah, pretty amazing childhood. And uh, I think as a schoolboy, I used to always resort to a lot of, um, what do I say, extracurricular activities and all that, right, which kind of prompted the way that I have over now in terms of um, doing things that is beyond your scope to a certain extent. Right. And doing things which, uh, which are beyond just the play that, that the society expects you to do. Uh, the childhood Dulinda was even, even the current Dulinda, it was always, um, a big time mama's boy. And, um, I, I used to adore my mother and, uh, she's a banker by profession. So, uh, Something that I always saw in her career was the fact that how she dealt with humans, how she dealt with people, how the relationships you build with people, how interesting your career gets. So it's it's just so that I, had, I never had a clear idea that I want to be this person. But um, something that I've always ventured was, you know, I want to build a career around uh, people.
0: And that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Amazing. Um, so, uh, an extension to that question, maybe, uh, what was the most notorious thing you did as a child? <laughs> if you oh remember. my god,
1: I I, I don't even know whether saying those things are applicable uh, at this point. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm telling you, the only reason why I was kept at college, I, I'm a Josephian, so... 13 years of my life, I was schooled at um, St. Joseph's. But um, the only reason why I was kept at college was, I think, purely because of my studies and my extracurricular activities. If not for that, they would have definitely sacked me off. So I was that (laughs) notorious. If you ask any Joe within the batch of 2015, they would probably tell that. Um, There's countless amount of things that I can't tell you right now on a public forum. (laughs) But simply because not not because of anything, but simply because I don't want to induce another child to do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> very true. Amazing. Okay. Um, uh, so like um, social media marketing is essential. Uh, it's essential in every business. And like uh, we have seen with uh, the code, with, uh, with the pandemic development and even post pandemic in many countries, uh, companies are disrupting the way they've been doing marketing and it's become something that is very essential. And, uh, and this is in, like your passion and your career as well at the same time. And so at such a young age, how do you discover your true calling and uh, wh- who and what has been your biggest motivator? I think uh, the people listening would really love to know like kind of how your career came into this, uh, like how you aligned yourself into social media marketing. And at the same time, where do you find your motivation uh, towards this? And what, who or was there someone specific that motivated you or was there some moment in your life that actually guided you towards this?
1: Um, Alright, so to set a bit of context to what you are asking um, I am also an undergraduate at Faculty of Engineering University of Morotua So in 2015 I started off ICON Uh, I had that career lined in front of me See, in the Sri Lankan context you do advanced level, you get 3 years for mathematics you get selected to University of Morotua It's a set defined career pathway that is awaiting you. Um, Once you get into Morotua, it's it's a predefined career pathway that awaits you, right? So it's all set. There is absolutely no risk. There is absolutely no risk of, you know, you don't have to worry about job security and whatnot. You're definitely going to get a job, right? So it's a set career pathway versus when I felt the way we started Icon was simply a happy mistake, It was a, it was a, it was a uncalled invitation. Uh, We were doing SEMA at an institute in Kalpiti called Wisdom Business Academy, Sri Lanka's largest SEMA business academy. And um, while I was, while we were doing SEMA, the group general manager, he's the actual initiator of ICON. He, Chintaka Vijayaratna, so he just told us, why don't you guys do something on social media for us? I mean, not as a paid campaign or something, right? But then it came; it, it turned into a professional engagement. We thought this was fun. We were young, obviously, as young boys, you have a lot of expenses to take care of and all that. So, right. uh, extra few bucks, <laughs> an extra few bucks can always help. Um, so, we just purely did it for that. Two years later, we learned how to do it, and then five years later, here we are. So, um, it's 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 just that. But just to just to set a bit of uh, clarity on the question that you asked, is it my true calling? I don't actually know. I feel the world is changing at such a dynamic space that uh, that the intuitions that people had some time back saying, um, you know, you get into a career, you stay in that career for 30, 40 years and then you retire and then you go for a happy ever after. I don't think that happens in the world anymore i see a lot of mid level career changes i know i there is a there is a lot of corporate leaders who step down from their corporate careers and come back and start being an entrepreneur by the age of 35 40 all right so uh, whether this is my true calling i am yet to discover do i enjoy what i'm doing at the right moment yes and i believe that is purely the benchmark whether it is the true calling or not i simply enjoy what i'm doing right now and and it's it's an amazing
0: feeling amazing um just in addition to that question, uh, like when you said that you don't really know what your true calling is. And what I felt is that at some points, I think you are a generalist. Like you don't really try to specialize in one thing, but maybe you try to experience a lot of different things and you try to learn a lot. So what is your take on that, about you trying so many different kinds of things?
1: See, my, my, my understanding on the whole thing is you should never have all your eggs in one basket. Because if that basket goes down, you go down. Alright, mm-hmm. um, if you look at my, uh, if you look at Icon for an example, Icon initially started off so completely focusing on digital branding alone. Alright, my first move of going out of my comfort zone was heading off to um, establish Icon Impressions, which was also a digital productions arm. My second move was to establish Icon Labs, which is an IT infrastructure arm completely unrelated to digital branding. So I, I wanted to diversify my investment as of right now. So Icon currently is a group of companies. And 2020, mid, in the middle of COVID, uh, with some work that I used to do for the robotics industry, I got an invitation from uh, the Honorable Prime Minister right now to join um, the state as an executive director at CRTC. Um, so now that's a whole new different ball game, right? That's joining into the state or, or the public service. That's a different category altogether. Because we, we as entrepreneurs, businessmen, or whatever, we are used to playing the level of the private, the private businesses and the private uh, sector, right? You get into public sector, that's a completely different story. And uh, all of that together in twenty nineteen, when I moved and purchased Greenable technologies, it's not a company that I found it's a company that that I purchased over fifty one percent of the stake um that is a completely unrelated business it's It's into chemical supplying of chemicals, water purification systems, and whatnot right It's completely irrelevant to digital branding but relevant to what I study at Morotua, Chemical and process engineering so mm-hmm. I feel like you being a jack of many trades is kind of what is expected out of you because your risk is substantially distributed among multiple different sectors. If one of the sectors that you set to your foot is to fall for some other reason, you would not go empty handed. You have something to carry on with and then from that point onwards build. But in the meantime, the fact that you diversify your investments and diversify your risk also enables you to look at Multiple different things. I mean, my experience from working with ICON to my experience now working with the state to my experience now working with Sri Lanka Army and Sri Lanka Tourism, completely three different experiences. But I absolutely love all three of them. It. So uh, it's it's quite a thrilled um, situation. I mean, I'm excited. I'm pumped up
0: for that. And like, um, even when I was going through your portfolio, and I, even when I was like looking at the certain projects that you're involved in like, I um, immediately got the idea that, uh, I mean, you you have your hand in everything, and that is, um, in its in its essence, like that is what uh, um, a true entrepreneur has to focus on in these days. Because um, I was reading this book recently, uh, it was called uh, Range. So it was a discussion between uh, who is a generalist and what is a specialist. Um, so the discussion came as to uh, someone like Tiger Woods. So since he was young, all he did was uh, practice golf. Someone like uh, Roger Pedro, until he was 16, he kept trying different sports. But uh, after 16, he focused more on tennis. But when you evaluate both people, like they have achieved uh, the same amount of success, of best in the world in tennis, best in the world in golf. Uh, But the conversation came about that uh, Roger tried everything and Tyus was more of a specialist. So I think that's a very interesting conversation and uh, a lot of people have different takes on it. So I, I believe that you are a generalist because you love to try different kinds of things, um, which is really amazing. Okay. Um, all right. So spearheading like um, the full stack digital media company at a young age while doing a full-time degree is a tough task. So uh, like, I can't even imagine how that happens and I uh, would really love to know what is uh, your routine in managing all of that. So with, with regards to that, like what would, what is the most challenging obstacle that you had to confront on your journey as an entrepreneur and how did you overcome that? And at the same time, Uh, maybe an extension would be like how are your routines like because uh, a lot of young people today um, they they find it very hard to completely balance out things like let's say when you're in your university you want to plan a startup or something like that and you are unable to like manage your time and you already know how to like how do you segregate your personal life your professional life and all of that so I would really love to know a leading entrepreneur as yourself what do you do and how do you balance it all and uh, at the same time what were the different obstacles that you had to face in this journey.
1: interesting question i get asked this a lot because um, i i believe i have a lot on my plate right now and mm. um, a lot of people actually ask this okay how how does it so i mean it's 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 not rocket science i believe that we sri lankans love to complicate things right uh, even the simplest of forms we like to complicate things and we just like to pretend that we are busy um and, and say, oh my god, you know, I had just a hectic week. You have no idea. I'm absolutely working like a dog and I'm like mad tired, right? But essentially what we have had is a collection of multiple different tasks. And if executed in an orderly fashion, it would have taken four hours for you to do it, but you keep procrastinating it. You keep talking about it rather than doing the actual work. And then at the end of the end of the day, also you still have the four tasks remaining. You haven't completed any of it. Um, how my routine looks like is, uh, like you said, um, um, I do run a full-stack digital media agency, which employs 56 people as of right now. Um, so it's a bit of a task managing 56 people, and it's not just the employees that you have to manage. You have to manage the expectations of the clients, as you would well be aware. Digital media branding is not just a one-off thing; it's it's a continuous engagement, and uh, we don't have day offs. We don't have independence there, what whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. So uh, it's, 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 a continuous um, engagement. One thing that I don't do is I don't try to micromanage my people. My team is extremely talented and I completely have good faith in my team. I know the demarcation of my responsibilities and I know what the others have to say. I mean, uh, that is a proper hierarchy that has been established within I, uh, Icon. Um, so as CEO, uh, I, I execute my responsibilities. I have the head of each departments, the leads under them who will operationally get involved with the account executives and so on and so forth. And of course, you have the the, the operational level who will be the account executives and the creative graphic designers, content strategists, paid media, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think each of them are independently well equipped. With the ability to execute whatever that is expected out of them, and they do a pretty amazing job in executing their uh, duties. So you don't need to pinpoint and say you don't you don't need to pinpoint and ascertain saying that this is what you're supposed to do or that is what you're supposed to do, right? It's um, so given the fact that you have a team who is extremely reliable, whom you can take a call on say and and say you know what get this done. Uh, makes my life a lot easier. Of course, I have to give a bit of a portion for my university work as well, uh, though I think that this is the most portion that gets neglected. Uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> of course, the assignments, this, that, and the other. I try to do it uh, probably at late night, not during the day, because during the day I'm engaged otherwise. Um, so about once a week or twice a week, I usually go... Um, uh, to table trees, to uh, CRTC work and whatnot. And mm. um, if at all I I consult Sri Lanka Army on a on a need to call basis. So if at all there is something that that goes on with the specific sector that I am consulting them with, um, I make a move over there. Or as it's mostly uh, working from uh, working from home, as well as Sri Lanka tourism, same story. So Mm -hmm. that's actually a bit of my engagement. I think like 75% of my time actually goes to Icon. But then then, then there are days that I get 100% full-fledged working with certain districts. For example, when the airport opening was uh, closed by 26th of Jan, uh, that entire two weeks I was completely uh, engaged with Sri Lanka tourism because there was a lot of work to be done, a lot of branding, a lot of this, that and the other. The small, small gritties that needed to be sorted out. Um so yes, that's that's actually pretty much about it. But one thing is to show when the exams are around the corner, I take a break. So I take usually I take two weeks off. That's I mean, the usual reading week for us for, for the mm-hmm. university students. Um so I usually take the reading week off. Completely concentrate on the studies for those two weeks. But yeah, to move on off that's all. Okay. And so, so mostly like right now with the current engagements, uh Weekends are for lectures and all that I lecture. Seema to visit a very small portion, but yes, that's just for the passion of it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Dulinda, like, um, I mean, uh, from, from the amount of work that you have, so is it, so uh, is the majority of your work done at home? Like, do you mostly prefer a work from home routine or do you like have to travel no. around? I,
1: I do have to travel around. I, I, usually, even at icon, like one of my, one of my main responsibilities is, I mean, if, if at all, if anyone of you all are following me on Instagram, you can clearly see this because I have this habit of documenting my day or, or on Instagram stories. Uh, <laughs> but uh, usually, usually my day, my, my day usually looks like uh, the morning usually looks like a bunch of meetings. Um, this, 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 uh, I'm a person. I mean, even though I'm young, I'm a person who really loves the old school fashioned um, physical meetings rather than the online virtual meetings. Um, because, I again, I mean, my my basis of doing all of this is people. The interaction mm-hmm. that I have with people. And I don't think I don't quite firmly believe that the interaction with people is as much as it would have been. If, I mean, even this 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 session that the two of us are doing right now. Mm-hmm. I I think the impact would have been much, much more better if, if this was done on physical. But, of course, desperate time calls for desperate measures. But, yeah, so morning looks like a very a big bunch of meetings. Um, evenings are relatively relaxed um, because um, I go out with my friends, have a good time, and, you know, what not, what not. And uh, late evenings come home, a little bit of Netflix, and about 11 o'clock in the night probably do some work, should re- respond to whatever the emails
0: are. And, yes, that's pretty much it. Yeah. So one interesting question that I had was like, now during all the meetings and the times that you have to study and when you have to work for Icon, where, where do you get the time to like actually balance out your personal life, like with your friends, with your family? How does that work? And most
1: time. of my friends, it just so happens to be the fact that most of my friends, like about 75% of my friends are actually working at Icon. So working is not essentially like working because most of the time, even when we sit down for a, Let's say a brainstorming session. We call it a brainstorming session, but 75% of the time we talk about some crap and, you know, bug another person. I mean, you can ask anyone at Icon. Uh, I think Minuli is here. She's a good uh, testimony for the whole thing. Um, I think the majority of what I do at Icon is bug people. I'm very good at that. Uh, <laughs> But and, uh, and uh, sometimes it goes up to the extent where they call it workplace harassment. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I can assure you I'm not harassing them. But uh, I mean, it's 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 a lot of fun because you see, the entire team is contemporary ages. Our, the eldest member that we have in our team is 25 years of age, um, and and we have a fun-loving bunch of people. Uh, so I don't actually feel like it's work because you know, you work and then you probably head out for lunch to some cafe or something, something, something. And then
0: it's, it's just like that.
1: And Mm -hmm. even if let's say from office to a meeting, if we are taking a ride, even the ride is just so fun. Like we'll put up some music, roll down the shutters and like shout or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, I like to have a lot of fun. I'm a very jovial person. I'm not a very serious mm-hmm. person, unless otherwise I have to. Um, mm-hmm. So I like to track and joke, laugh a little, because, I mean, who knows what will happen tomorrow, right? So mm-hmm. I like to enjoy my life. I, 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 I don't want to uh, concentrate and say, okay, you know what? Five days you work and then the weekend you have fun. That's bullshit. So I don't have a clear demarcation like that. But if at all, if you look at my Instagram stories, you can see that, Every other day, there is some sort of a meetup, like one, one type of a meetup to another. Even yesterday, I think when Teshani was calling me, the one reason I couldn't answer was I was at a party.
0: So <laughs> I, I I have a, I usually have a very good time. Oh, that's 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 amazing. Um, because like uh, what I remember was that I was recently um, going through this article and which stated that it is very essential for young people, especially entrepreneurs, like. Um, at this age, like in the prime age that we are, like in our 20s, like, um, to manage relationships effectively, otherwise it will cause some kind of burnout and you always need an outlet to kind of let loose. And um, Because while you're, I mean, uh, in the field that you're working in especially, what I feel is that you need to consistently become creative, you need to innovate, you need to like think about different norms and how you're going to challenge these things. And if you don't really have an outlet to release that and if, if it causes a burnout, it's going to result in counterproductivity. Um, But I'm really happy to know that you you have that routine and you're uh, getting through those
1: things. 100%. I completely agree with you because, um, see, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The life that I live and the profession that I am in is a very stressful profession because, uh, I mean, all the other external contributions and commitments that I have on my plate right now makes it all the more um, harder and all the more stressful. Um, for an example, uh, if you look at my engagement with Sri Lanka Army, um, I I consult the commander of Army, and, and he's no joke at the end of the day. Uh, if you look at Sri Lanka tourism, I consult the chaplain in tourism, Kimali Fernando, and, and she is, as of right now, the highest office holder of Sri Lanka tourism. So it, it comes with a lot of stress and a lot of expectations. I'm not going to say no, but I feel like... It's within you to create any any sort of um, any engagement and to have fun with it. Um, I mean, if if I look at this engagement like, oh my God, there is another bloody webinar at 11 o'clock in the morning on a, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on the Independence Day, and I'll be like, what Independence do I have? Um, it's not going to work out like that, right? You need to you need to look forward for every engagement, and in each engagement, you need to find at least one small corner that uh, will make you interesting, will make you happy. You know, it could be a nice joke. It could be a beautiful girl. It could be um, a beautiful story. It could be a very amazing food. Uh, That's that's something that really keeps you motivating. Whatever it is, the small things in life will always push you a long, long, long way.
0: Very true, very true. I can totally relate to that. Alright, um, so um, we get off the seriousness a bit now and we're going to move into a very fun segment. So it'll be the rapid fire question. Uh, and uh, and since I know you like to have a bit of fun also, so I'm going to ask you uh, some questions and I need an immediate answer. Right. Okay. okay. So uh, question number one. What's the weirdest nickname you've ever had? What is the weirdest? Nickname. buddhi <laughs> Gochara. Okay. Um, well, I
1: think this this, is, this was from one of my uh, one of my friends in grade 12 or something like I said I was a bit of a smart at school um, so yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> alright um, what is the most useless talent you have
1: <laughs> what is the most useless talent that I have
0: Maybe your team and icon could probably give that answer.
1: <laughs> really really you wanna help me out with this? What is the most useless thing that I do? Bunk people? I'm very good at that. I don't know whether it is useless or useful.
0: So if you can date a fictional character, who or what would it be?
1: A fictional character? Hermione Granger, I think. I always, used oh, to have, right. I always used to have a mad amount of respect and love for the amount of brains, amount of personality, amount of courage, blah, blah, blah. And of course, the beauty of Emma Watson, for that matter. Uh, right. But yes.
0: Right. All right. Um, so what ridiculous thing uh, has someone uh, tricked you into doing or believing? So something extremely stupid or ridiculous, someone has tricked you into doing or believing?
1: tricked you into doing I think this would be my girlfriend she makes me do a lot of ridiculous things one among (laughs) the many would be uh, doing some stupid tiktok this this thing that um, where the couples you know do this and that and the other um, I think yes
0: uh, I'm pretty sure, like after people listen to this podcast, they're gonna go over to TikTok and try to find this video.
1: No, 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 it's not that. It's not. There. I mean, she's 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 not a she's not a person who uses TikTok. It's just she right. she la- looks at those things and she laughs or, laughs it out. But she's a very entertaining person. And one of the uh, one of the many other reasons uh, as to why I have a less lesser stressful life is my girlfriend. Um, in fact, she's a very right. entertaining
0: person. That's amazing. All right. Um. So, horror movie or comedy? So, would you prefer a horror or a comedy?
1: Neither, I would say. But uh, if if I was to pick
0: comedy, I think,
1: yeah. yeah I,
0: I totally thought comedy. That, probably that's where you get all your jokes from.
1: <laughs> I know exactly. No, actually, actually, no, though, right? I mean, I mean, for an example. Um, now, for an example, Minuli over here is a very big fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I just uh, as why why she is the but I mean, uh, yeah, but yeah, comedy, mm-hmm. not horror.
0: Okay. Uh, are you a morning person or a night person? Night.
1: <laughs> today, I got up at 9.30 in the morning. I mean, I usually don't get up that late, but today I just got up at 9.30. In the morning.
0: I'd be surprised if any young person right now would say uh, during this post-pandemic or pandemic time, like if they're a morning person.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. gets up at twelve o'clock in noon. I mean, she's up today early, but yes.
0: Okay, so ability to time travel or teleport?
1: Ability to time travel or teleport? Definitely teleport. I would. I mean, in my life, I would never, except for, I think one or two things. I will, I will never change anything. Not, 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 not a thing. Uh, I don't have mm-hmm. a lot of regrets. So, but one, one thing is for sure is I'm always late. So. If I could teleport, uh, yes, yeah, that that actually solves a lot of lot of my issues like a long day because like I have to get between certain places like tuck, 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 tuck. so it really mm. help yeah
0: dyeing your hair or getting a tattoo.
1: Getting a tattoo definitely, provided that you speak to my mother and change her mind about that. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like most she's susceptible
0: helped. to you getting a tattoo instead
1: of dyeing your hair. This is okay. I dying my hair in like different color. Is it like yeah. no, no, definitely. I I'm not, I'm not a big fan. I'm not a big
0: fan. becoming famous or becoming rich. That's a hard bargain.
1: Mm. It it comes to the point. What type of famous? You know. No, becoming famous. Becoming famous. Yes. Once you become famous. If you are smart enough, you can become rich.
0: Yeah, you you can like somehow convert that into money.
1: Exactly because. I mean, I think if you are famous and if you have some sort of a social following, uh, if you don't know how to create and convert that into an engagement, I think, I I mean, I don't know what you're doing wrong. All right. Being happy
0: or being successful?
1: Uh, Happy. Definitely. I think my norm of being successful is happy because I think success is a very subjective norm. Um, My norm is being able to go to sleep in a very happy heart. Uh, For me the people who know me knows um i value my peace of mind very much very 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 much even if i have a problem or this thing i would rather solve it even that if if it takes like two o'clock in the morning i would rather solve the problem and go to sleep rather than going to sleep with a problem in my head
0: i think that's where you kind of get fulfillment uh because you feel fulfilled when you go to bed that you've done done everything you're supposed to do okay exactly um all right, now we go back to the main questions and we'll go back to the serious part of the podcast mm-hmm. all right um so like um from the way we've had this conversation and from everything that we've known about you in your life as well like you've seen you're a very goal oriented and you're a leader and you're leading a great team at an icon and you are standing for your people and that is something that is really true for a young person to uh, demonstrate that kind of leadership um so why don't you just tell some of your life goals to us like what kind of aspirations do you have in life because I would that would be really interesting for everyone to know, like what is at the end of the day, what is doing the they see and envision for his life. And, uh, if, if I ask you like, what's the one dream, uh, that you want to realize in the coming 10 years of your life, what would it be? And why is that dream relevant to you as well? So you can send me a couple of dreams that you have and maybe in a 10 year span, what do you want to achieve?
1: See, I always get asked, where do I see myself in another five years, in another 10 years, right? Um, as much as I'm goal oriented, I am not that much of a visionary, but something that I always say is, like I said, the future and the, this, the pace at which the world is changing, it, it, it does so at such a rapid pace that you actually have no idea what the world is going to be like in two years time. Three years time, we might be having this conversation again and such a field called digital branding or social media may not exist given that social media already has a lot of criticism against data, data privacy and privacy policies. All right. Yes. Uh, Now that being said, I have one goal and and one very simple goal. I've always believed in the fact that life is extremely short. Uh, I've had many reasons, many personal reasons to believe that life is very short and I fundamentally believe that. Right. So you having, you know, I don't, I don't agree and believe on the fact, like I said, I don't agree and believe on the fact that work five days, have fun on Saturday and Sunday. I don't believe work for 30 years so that you can spend the rest of your 30 years, uh, you know, luxuriously and whatnot. So I try to find a middle ground where you can enjoy the right moment that you have. So rather than saying, okay, you know what, I'll work like a dog for this month so that next month I will enjoy, you never know whether you will live to see the next month. In the first place, this world is so dynamic, it's so risky and so unpredictable, right? So my only goal is, like I said, keep being happy and to be able to do things that makes me happy. If buying a vehicle is is what something that makes me happy, I would do that. If buying an ice cream is what makes me happy, I would do that. And currently I would work. To be able to afford that, not financially only, uh, if, if, let's say, if my mental stability is what makes me happy, which, which which really does, I would do everything in my power to afford that. Right. Uh, so that that would mean have good relationships, have very close personal relationships, have a financial independency and I do not depend on financially on another person so that it gives me mental stability in return. So, likewise. So, everything that I do is essentially captured and captivated and boils down to the fundamental fact that I want to be happy at this right very moment. I think that's a simple yet effective goal, both in the long term and the short term.
0: I'm going to be going into my final question. Uh, and uh, the question is, being a young entrepreneur, Uh, who has risen up uh, the ladder in the industry and, you know, with your own strengths and, like, your own share of learnings you've you've experienced a lot at such a young age. And I'm pretty sure, like, the rest, the next chapter of your life is going to be as interesting as it was uh, up to this point. And there's so much, like, uh, so much young people in Sri Lanka can learn from you because I, I believe that the potential of the young people in this country is so immense that it's just something that 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 takes time to be realized. Um, so as you know, we are concluding this space and like as this podcast is going to come to an end, uh, I want you to give a final message uh, because this is going to be like uh, our listeners are going to be young people within the ISA Sri Lanka network, within the uh, like youth of this country, they're going to be listening to this. So a final message to motivate the young people and rising entrepreneurs in Sri Lanka because uh, I believe that they really need to hear from you. And uh, if people know you, uh, they can see the kind of way you apply. like you, you're doing a your degree at home. You're doing your, doing your own company you're involved in so many different projects. And, um, certain, like things like this, only young people aspire to do after they finish their degree or after like, it's, it's a dream that they don't really, uh, think about achieving. And, but what I feel that you have done is you've done this uh, as soon as you've got it. And that is the beauty of it. So maybe like I, I wanted to give a final message on as to how like summarizing your entire experience and maybe on what you think your young people need to do at this moment. Two things, number one,
1: like I always say, life is too short, so if you want to do something, do it now. Time after time, when I go to address a forum and I've always asked how many of you want to become entrepreneurs, a lot of people raise their hands. But then I ask how many of you have actually started off a business as of right now, it's a very few. When asked upon from the people who have raised their hands as to why they have not started a business of their own as a writer, if they actually do want to start a business of their own, they go to the extent of saying, we actually do want to start a business, but then again, um, we don't have time. We are undergraduates. So we have tests, work, success, assignments, examinations, and this, and that, and the other. Um, my point is, while you have work assignments, uh, quizzes, and all of that, right, if you want to date a boy or a date a girl, you will still find time, right? If you want to play a game of cricket with your friends, you will still find time, which means if that is a will, that is a way. All right. So don't procrastinate things saying, you know what, I'm going to start a business when I am done with my degree. After four years, I'll have suitable qualifications. So don't say that I'll start a business that, um, you know, I'll work for 10 years in the corporate cadre, get the relevant experience and then come and do something, right? If you want to, I'm not saying that you have to, if you want to do it right now, don't keep it until X, Y, Z years, right? That's because X, Y, Z years may never come to you. You never know. It may never come to you, right? So if you want to do something, do something now, number one. Number two, the moment you start doing that, all right, a lot of people are going to give you, um, give you their two cents. Right. They're going to come and say, you know what, this doesn't work like this. You know what, this is not done like this. You know what, this is a better way to do this. You know what, look at that other person. Look at what they are doing. They are right now in a corporate job. 20, 30, 40 years later, they will be director. And what will you be? You will be just a person who is owning some small shop. What are you going to do? Is this even working and all of that, right? You have to understand that is always the decisive moment in an entrepreneur's life. Five years back when I started off this company, my own father asked me this, right? Because, because most people, I mean, he's a technical individual, he's a professional, he's an engineer. Um, so obviously when I throw away a career that has been ready-made and built for me uh, at Motor tour uh, to, to start off a career, so it's very natural for him to ask that. But the point of the matter is if you are an entrepreneur, The only reason why you're called an entrepreneur is your ability to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. But if you expect the people around you to see the light at the end of the tunnel, you're kidding yourself. Because all what they can see actually is they can see the tunnel, not the light at the end of the tunnel. You as the entrepreneur will always be able to focus yourself on the light. Whereas the people around you will focus on the darkness that surrounds you or the tunnel that you have to go through with, right? Mm-hmm. So they their, their statements are entirely based on the tunnel, on the darkness, right? So pity them because they can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I always say entrepreneurship is not everybody's cup of tea. It's a lot of stress. It's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of... Late nights. Even today, even today, when there are certain projects and whatnot, uh, I work till about one thirty, two o'clock in the morning. Uh, But I don't consider that as work because it's my passion. I enjoy every bit of it. I enjoy every single day of it, and Mm -hmm. I absolutely love doing it. I absolutely love work. Walking into a a boardroom with confidence and presenting to some of Sri Lanka's top executives. Right. and it's it's an absolute pleasure to do what I do. Um. So so to keep doing that, you need to be extremely passionate about it. I have a wonderful team who's so passionate about about what they do, and they handle some of Sri Lanka's biggest projects, biggest projects, right? So it it gives for an example, Viruli uh, over here handles one of Sri Lanka's biggest development real estate development projects, uh, and she's just 21. So age is just a number. People will just keep talking about saying, "Oh, well, what qualifications do you have? What experience do you have?" You are not set to go for this and this that and the other, right? But it's always uh, very important that you focus on what you see. You focus on on the dream that you have, because that is your dream. That is not somebody else's dream, and you expecting that person to have that dream is also not, not going to work out. So focus on your dream. Forget about what other people are going to say. Take constructive criticism. That's important. Take what you can out of out of out of them for your life, and move on. And um, one fine day, I'm I'm sure you're going to hit the jackpot for sure.
0: Amazing. Okay, so that um, uh, right, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up a very interesting and a very engaging and thoughtful conversation that I just shared uh, with Mr. Dulinda the Pereira. Um, thank you so much uh, for being a part of this I'm pretty sure the young yeah, people listening um, they've learned something and even while I was listening I felt super inspired by this talk interview and just looking at the because but when we look at entrepreneur, we what we expect is someone who's just been burning out all the time and you know it's very hard for you to manage your commitments and all that but when I uh, see the way you've been ma- doing everything and you've been trying to keep your relationships going you've been trying to manage um, and just completely pull out your passion into this I think that is a very interesting concept and you being a generalist at the same time, that is something a lot of people can learn. It's fine to learn different kinds of things and it's fine to just be who you are. Um, and I want to thank you uh, very much uh, for accepting our invitation, for being a part of this and for making sure that uh, at the same time, like there's commonality, that young people will be listening to this and they want to strive to be better. And uh, thank you for being a beacon of uh, beacon of hope for them, uh, for them to be able to do this and you being in your prime, you being still young and being in the university, that gives us enough motivation to be that, to feel that, okay, that can also be me. Um So thank you for accepting this invitation. Thank you for being a part of this podcast with us.
1: No problem at all. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for wonderful moderation. I think uh, that was an amazing job. Welcome. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you, Teshari, for having me and uh, for, for inviting me and bearing up with me because I kept, uh, I think procrastinating this quite a lot because my schedule kept changing. Um, mm-hmm. But yes, uh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thanks, guys. Thank
0: you very much. All right. Okay. Um, so ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up the third episode of the Leadership. Uh, sorry, um, through the Eyes of Friends of Isaac in Sri Lanka podcast. Uh, we will be um, seeing you in the next couple of podcasts with different interesting guests who will have different kinds of takes on life and uh, you will be able to learn a lot. Um, So thank you very much for joining with us and see you in the next one.